0: Hey guys, my name is Alec, this is Lunchbox Radio, and today we're going to be talking about what I think is a really interesting show in terms of, like, ramifications of saying C. It's abbreviated as C-Control, but I think it's C-Money and... Soul and Money Possibility Control. So, for anybody who's ever, like... Lived in the world for over. For anybody who's over the age of maybe fifteen, maybe fifteen, no longer than that. For for, for anybody who's probably in my age range, which is like the mid twenties millennial, mid to late twenties millennial age age range, um, or like. Mid to late millennial age age range is probably even better. You remember the almost financial collapse that we experienced because of things like predatory lending and payday lending and all this other stuff converging on one point and basically screwing over everyone except for the top tenths of the top tenths of the top one percent. And as a result of that, the world changed. Kind of kind of permanently, although as we're seeing now, not so permanently. We still have a lot of the stuff that got us into a, into what people call, or what is rightfully called, the Great Recession, which is when job Job loss was at an all-time high. Unemployment was creeping close to like 10% in some cases. It was an unmitigated disaster on a global scale of the world economy. Perpetrated because people got greedy and took and took more than anybody realized before there was anything to, any way to do anything about that. Much of those regulations have not really changed in America, and if you're in America right now, you'll notice they're trying to steer back into that direction. Because the people who quote-unquote matter and I'm not a huge conspiracy theorist, but you'll understand why I'm, ge- why I'm giving you this spiel once we get into Sea Control as just a show. If you haven't seen it, if you have, it just makes sense to you. The people that matter want or need the money for whatever they want or need it for. It's not really important. And usually it's not a matter of need, it's a matter of want. Like, they want more money because they want more money because that's the way they are. Now, the reason why I started all that up front, if you haven't seen see, which it seemed, from what I saw when I was watching it and I was doing kind of, like, image searching for the show for a, a podcast art, um, it seems like it's pretty pop- it seems like it has its, like, place, it's niche, and popularity, um, basically the idea is what if the stock market was not just this, like, place on, this place on the internet where currency is, where currency and is traded, where currency and, like, representations of companies are traded, what if it was a different like a whole different dimension and in this show you're introduced to the to to the main character as this character who is basically taking an economics course because he needs to pass college but he wants to be a civil servant And you see that he doesn't have a lot of money, but he manages with what he has. And he manages to keep himself, like, fed, closed, but not necessarily happy. He's, it's not that he's depressed, he's just at a kind of baseline that's slightly lower than everyone else. And this is, um... This guy's name is Yoga. Um, but... He... Is, and he's in college, so he's going to college and, you know, his friends are bugging him to go to parties. And, you know, chip in for booze and all this other stuff. And, in fact, the show itself opens with them saying like, Hey man, you, we're going to this party, you wanna go? Um, and he says, and they say, all you need to do is chip in for booze. And he says, yeah, I think I'm going to pass because he doesn't want to chip in for booze. Um, but you find out that's because he ne- he can't necessarily afford it. And you that does a really good job of demonstrating... His mindset that he's not like a lot of other college kids, he seeks to kind of regulate everything and keep track of his spending and all this other stuff. Um, and but the first time you see Him, you get that. You get that sense. Is that he's very regulated, very controlled. He budgets very well. He lives within his means. The whole nine fiscal yard stuff that like most people, including me, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not blameless in this like universal thing. Don't do we. We all most people live above their means they spend more money than they realist than they realistically have they instead of eating in every day they go out to dinner all the time when it would make more financial sense for them to stay at home make cup ramen and the whole nine yards um but they So they go off to their party, and you also meet um, Hanabi, his, like, the, the, like... In this show, she is framed as this, as his, like, unrequited love interest. And the thing that you quickly learn about Hanabi is that she dates older, wealthy guys. And she... But she's also, be, her education is also being paid for for her. And it, the, not even implication, yoga, Kimimaro Yoga directly said to her, you know, not everybody, not, we don't all have rich parents who pay for our school, who pay for all of our classes for us. And it's also revealed that Yoga doesn't have any parents for some reason. Um, this basically means that he's on his own, with the exception of, I think, an, an aunt. And he doesn't... So he doesn't have anybody in his corner, and that it very quickly becomes clear that that is one of his big vulnerabilities and why he's so attached to Hanabi. To Hanabi is because... she kind of reaches out to him and she says, like, you know, I want to be your friend, essentially. And he latches on to that. And the show always hints at the fact that, like, they have feelings for each other, but because Hanabi has this very shallow... Kind of money grubbingness to her, based on the fact that she's from a rich family and she wants to be with like a wealthy partner. Blah 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 blah. Even if it's not really stated, you you feel it that like that's not why she goes out with the guy she goes out with. But it also it doesn't hurt. It's like a critique. It's like one of the criteria she has for men, and. Yoga knows... He'll never... Like... He... He... Has this sense... That he will never... Approach that... Level of wealth... Or at least not... For a really long time... Um... And he also... Later on... He states that he has... Fairly modest goals... He wants to... You know... Have... He wants to ultimately... Have a family... But, first and foremost, he wants to make enough to support himself. Which is a very earnest, like, honest goal. Um, that's also reflected in the fact that he wants to be... A civil servant, instead of somebody who works in, like, private industry... and And maybe has less job security, but makes more money. Um and but in in kind of parallel to that you see this kind of somebody who looks kind of like a grubby ver- a grubbier version of a wall street business bro you know the kind of guy who wears like socks blue and white a blue and white sock striped shirt with a, with a white collar and like black suspenders, black pants, and like slick, nice black dress shoes. It like basically goes to a bank machine, puts a fancy black card in the bank machine, they say, Do you want to make a deal? Which, I like, watching this in the era of the uh, 45th president is a unique a very unique experience um, for this whole show. And it transports him, and basically a town car with a creepy dude um, comes and gets him, and he engages in, for all intents and purposes, a Digimon battle, which leaves him broke. And then eventually he jumps onto the train tracks while Yoga is on the train he jumps onto the train tracks and dies so that, hap- that happened kind of parallel to the introduction of Yoga or a- I think actually yeah it happens kind of parallel to it and then you're treated to the scene where you realize Yoga's working two jobs, and he's barely getting by, he's paying for all of his classes himself, he's renting his apartment himself, he's doing all of his own laundry, all this other stuff, and Hanabi goes out of her way, delays her date with her, changes her meeting place with her boyfriend to give him notes, and he's like, ah, oh, crap, I can't ignore these, I have to study. And then just as he stu- starts to study, He's interrupted by Masakaki. This who's for all intents and purposes a weird cross between like Jack Skellington and like the clown from it and like the mask into this one person. He is the representative of the Bank of Midas and the Financial District, which is a uh, weird fantasy realm that the banker bro killed himself who you never get his name he just a uh, plot device got taken to to do his weird financial Digimon battle and Misakaki won't leave him alone And th- this, so it's interesting in this show this was it, this show has a really specific look that it maintains completely throughout but the show does have a good deal of hand animation the uh, the majority of the show is actually hand animated however characters like Misakaki, and at times Yoga and a few other characters are all get a uh, relatively unfortunate on the eyes 3D CG kind of treatment. Like, all of a sudden it their animate the yoga the animation shifts from being super kind of crafted to feeling like it's computer spit out because it it totally was. And you like you see like oh they just did that with a computer model. And for Yoga it seems for Yoga and other characters it seems to make little to no sense. But for Misakaki to me at least it has story value because Misakaki is Unlike any of the other characters in the show, he is not—he is not like a normal Japanese citizen. He, I mean, he always—he's basically this evil death clown. Um, and but he's also not what you what he gets yoga to be, which is an entrepreneur. And entrepreneurs are basically this show's version of stockbrokers. But the difference is, is that they engage in deals against other entrepreneurs, essentially Digimon battles against other entrepreneurs, or probably more like more aptly Pokemon battles in other entre- against other entrepreneurs with their assets. And their assets are the embodiment somehow of their future. So the deal Masaki offers yoga to become an entrepreneur is become an entrepreneur, we give you an initial investment we take and the Bank of Midas takes your future as collateral and he just at first he's like no that's dumb, why would I do that also this is weird and creepy get out of my apartment and then he just kind of goes to sleep and he goes and he's like He's checking his bank account and they make a they make a big deal for the first couple episodes about people interacting with bank machines. And people and also people interacting with money. So he goes to his bank account and he realizes that instead of sixteen hundred yen, he has I think somewhere close to a hundred. A hundred thousand yen extra in his bank account, and he's very confused. and he's like, What's going on? And then he sees Masaki again. Masaki says, This was the only way I could get your attention. You know, are you paying attention now? blah 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 blah, blah, blah. And yoga realizing kind of what it feels like to have disposable income for the fir- for the first time. It, you're led to believe by the story in his entire life. It's basically like, yeah, let's do this. I'll do this. I could, do, I could make my life and the life of my friends better with this money. And you also get the feeling that he thinks to himself, if I have this money, if I have this wealth, I'll be able to seriously go ask, Hanabi out on a date, and she will say yes, and it won't be a problem. Like he, they make it very clear that he has really deep feelings for this girl. He never acts on. And if you if you know what that feels like, which I personally do, you know why that is a driver for him. Like why he cares about. ...having that opportunity so much. Um, But then he... So he gets introduced to the idea of making deals. He also gets introduced to... ...another entirely CG character... ...which kind of makes sense... um, ...named... ...Mashu. And Mashu is his asset. And she's essentially this like... ...sassy demon girl... (laughs) With, like, a frilly bikini on. She's a sassy, weird little demon girl with a frilly bikini on. And she... is... kind of not... she's not super impressed with him. It's like, it, you're led to understand that... assets are... they have their... they are the embodiment of their entrepreneur's future but they have their own personalities they have their own feelings and they are at least in some cases actual people who may come who may be the result of other people's futures um but so he learns like he like learns the ropes in terms of fighting and how to fight and you're introduced to the idea of these deals and how they work and how, and how it's not just a game of math. Like they're not it's not like they're just playing Pokemon and you know, luck and skill and all this stuff just has no bearing on the fact that my Pokemon is bigger and stronger than your Pokemon. It's different than that. And you learn that when a character goes bankrupt they are banished from the financial district which is like the magical realm that these deals happen in. And so he's like, the show starts to introduce you to also the concept of Midas money, which is black money printed vertically instead of horizontally that to everybody except for an entrepreneur looks like normal money in whatever country it's in. And it's the key point that you want to know that this is happening in every country kind of independently of each other. And so... This show... does a great job of showing you kind of the direct correlation between money and not only your future, but like present day. So eventually after I think in episode three, he meets this this character named um, Soichiro Mikuni. And Soichiro Mikuni is A the best way to describe him is a venture capitalist at like the national level, meaning that he does deals but with not only massive conglomeration, conglomerates, and companies and CEOs, but also with like the Bank of Japan and like Japan as a country. And this show basically says, like, he's this ultra-rich dude who has a ton of power and influence because of his wealth. And you're introduced to kind of this band of... Eventually you're introduced to this band of entrepreneurs that he leads called the Starling Guild and the Starling Guild's deal is they've figured out that what is that basically what happens is as far as the, as far as they're concerned, the financial district exists to take to off the backs of whatever country financial district you're in. So For Japan, Japan they deals with America's little. At some point, they you see bits and pieces of the Southeast Asian financial district, and so. What happens when an entree loses, is it creates this slight ripple effect. That changes the future slightly, and at first the changes are small, like somebody's hair color changes or somebody like falls and scratches themselves or something and the slight and but because the future is changing because the future changing the present also changes slightly to match it and but nobody outside of the financial district nobody who hasn't been given kind of the quote-unquote, extra awareness of being an entrepreneur notices it. So, it's the equivalent of people not noticing that, like, gas goes up an extra couple bucks. Eventually, it's clear that gas has gone up from when I was a kid, it was 98 cents a gallon. Now it's $3 a gallon. Nobody really noticed it when it hit a dollar. When nobody really honestly noticed. Like, oh, gas is a dollar now. Oh, well, it's a couple cents more. Like, they don't think about it. This show captures that changing economic landscape and what that does to people and what that does to society perfectly. It's, it's really fascinating. And it's really fascinating to watch the effects that a country being rocked by not only economic imbalance, but irresponsible economic behavior by a select few has on a country. So... It, essentially what happens with the Starling Guild is they all band together and they decide, okay, we know we have to do these deals once a week, but we are going to pool our resources for, they don't tell you at first what they're what they planning to do with it, but they do eventually deal with that. But we're going to pool our resources and we're going to win by the narrowest margin possible. So we're only going to so we're only going to win by 1 or 2% every time. So we only take the amount and we will only take the amount of money that we spent defeating the other person. We won't we will never bankrupt another entrepreneur. And that's important because in some cases these entrepreneurs are huge heads of industry, or like... There's one particular case where Yoga faces off against his actual economics teacher. And this is before he joined... This is when he's introduced by Mikuni to the Starling Guild, and... He and Mikuni kind of explains it, and he's like, "No, that's weird. That like that logic makes no sense." And he just leaves. He's like, "These creepy weirdos, no." And they, they even in the opening, which the opening of this show is, uh, like sight to behold and is amazing. Um, it it's basically a love letter to currency and money and kind of all the things money weaves its way in and out of in specific countries like I think the opening focuses on the Japanese yen the eurozone euro and the American dollar um and it shows kind of like oh, it influences politicians and it influences wars and it influences whole countries and nation-states and all this stuff. And it does that by going through the actual money, like going through the graphics of the money, which is really cool. But in that opening, they make it really clear that like, all of this stuff is somehow building up to Yoga and Mikuni fighting each other. So you always have that in the back of your head. And Yoga's like, no, I'm not, I don't know if I want to join you guys. I I just kind of want to do this, and I feel kind of like I was forced into doing this. I don't, I don't, I'm not like you guys. I don't have a reason for doing this, whatever your reason is. And, but in defeating his economics professor, he realizes, oh, they were holding that guy's future as collateral. I hope he's okay. I hope I see him in class tomorrow, essentially. It's the first time... It's the first time the story presents the idea of someone's future going away. And at first... Like, at first, teacher seemed totally fine. And then he approaches his teacher. He's like, Ah, uh, professor, do you... Are you okay? I'm glad to see you're okay. Uh, and he goes, Are you busy? And... He, so he he invites him over to his house um, which is not an entirely uncommon thing for professors to do outside of the the US Um, in case that seems like an anime contrivance it is not Um, and you realize that his he had two children and another one on the way and the reason why he became an entrepreneur was to support them he, he kind of gives yoga all this information. Because his salary as a professor wasn't enough alone to support his entire family without his wife working. So he stepped up and took responsibility and became an entrepreneur knowing the risks. and But not knowing the abstract risks were what it could mean. So, upon losing... He loses... Both kids... Just vanish like they never existed. And the kid they were about to have. And... His wife isn't capable of having kids. Or... It's made very clear... She's not going to have kids with him. Just the way it's going to go. And he's like... I didn't understand this when it first happened. I, I... I never would have done this. I would have found some other more responsible way to do this if I really understood what happens when I die. And I think it's by this point that you find out that yoga's father was also an entrepreneur. He was also he also made these deals. And Yoga, and so he said to Yoga, he says two very important things to Yoga. He says, if you care about me or you care about what happened because you won, keep winning. You need to be okay because you need to remember my children. Be- and he sa- he also says, you know, my memory of them fades every, every day. I remember less about them. Um because those memories are also part of the future and they're being taken from him slowly as part of the bank collecting on his collateral. Um, and he... And you see the first encapsulated serious consequence of the way the financial district affects the outside world. The same way the stock market plummeting in the 19... The stock market crashing in the 1930s affected the rest of the world. The stock market as a device is basically a confidence meter. If people have confidence in a companies succeed, its stock goes up. People have don't have confidence in the company succeeding, its stock goes down. It's that simple. Um, that's why they say, you know, you have to invest in yourself when, like, people are saying you got to make yourself better because that's what that whole concept is about. It's a financial concept inherently. But, so there you see the first real realization of like oh this can go bad like if somebody lo- if th- if somebody loses they lose their fu- they lose part of their future and then eventually yoga loses he doesn't go bankrupt but he does lose and he freaks out he instantly freaks out And he go so he goes home and he thinks like my apartment's gonna be gone. I'm like I'm never gonna have lived there or something insane. And his apartment's fine, and he freaks and it's like huh. Gets a call from his aunt. His aunt's in the hospital, and he's like, oh no, she's dying. And she's like, no, it's pretty routine, whatever. She's fine, and then he goes to school. It turns out that he has failed a class in school. And what it does is it lessens the blow. That, that sequence of events lessens the blow to, in his mind. And he goes, okay, so it's not just un, unmaking humans. It's just like sometimes it's as little as, as you the person fail the class. And he's okay with it. And then the next time he... ...faces somebody. I, I, and I, what I... And what happens after that is he decides, I'm gonna go join the Starling Guild. I never want to be responsible for the ripple effect of a character... Of anybody suffering because I beat somebody without knowing what they were all about and all this other stuff. So through like a series of events, they show him kind of like how to control a deal, how to like basically how to play the market to to his advantage, and how to absolutely control the outcome. And he figures that out, and as he's fi- but as he's figuring that out. meets a character who is a side character and this guy is like this big philanthropist he's this important like they call him the Prince of Donations because he runs this charity and he had tons of money, and a charity does great things to help the world. And he reveals, like, you know, there's a way that you cannot. that you can pass on a deal. But it will cost half of your overall fortune. And he will. And he says. If you make that sacrifice, I will cover the cost. He also adds in, like, I've never lost a deal. And then he, later, Yoga goes to see him at the like the charity headquarters. And he takes him in and he shows him all these drawings. And he goes, one day I noticed that the drawings had changed slightly. And that's where I realized that, you know... What we're doing, what we are individually doing to each other, is affecting the entire world. We are playing with something we don't know the ramifications of yet. And even if you are acting to protect the present by not, or also the future and the present as little as possible, that doesn't mean it doesn't change. That doesn't mean the present doesn't get worse. And he... And both you and Yoga realize that he's trying to manipulate it. That Yoga is... That this character trying to manipulate Yoga. And you don't know why. Because it seems like his heart is in the right place and the but the deal goes through anyway basically because mikini amps him up and says like you know go fight him just don't crush him and he leaves him like with a sliver of wealth left and it's revealed that this guy was basically funding his own charity by making anonymous donations back to from himself back into the charity from multiple from multiple accounts so he could prop it up and he could continue to do with it what he wanted. And he said, you know, I'm still gonna do it. I'm still gonna fight the good fight. I'm still gonna do what we need to do. I but now we need to depend on real on real donations that mean which means that this we'll be able to do a lot less of what we do. And he but in this whole in this whole sequence, the idea is presented to to yoga what's the point of protecting the future? Why is the future so important if we cause suffering now? Why is getting why is it Good, why is it good enough to get by on the skin of your teeth if that is miserable and if people will suffer and die for the sake of the future? What is the point? And yoga kind of internalizes this and he slowly realizes that. The future is this kind of very abstract, odd thing, and but it is dependent on the present. So by, by, just, by just holding on and making sure that like it's set, basically the country is still there at the end of the day, the middle of the day is made worse because existing is not the same as thriving. And eventually he finds out the goal of the Starling Guild is ultimately to fend off what's called C. And C is this big fancy metaphor for financial collapse. That's what it is. It is the financial the wholesale financial collapse into ruins, like into the ground six feet under style of an entire Countries of, of an entire nation's economy. And the way they poise this is that the country loses so much money, that the country's financial district basically goes down to zero. and, I, and once that once it hits zero, once it hits close to zero, I think, C comes for a visit and see rapidly erases a country out of existence. And the way they pose this is really interesting. They say Mikuni explains it to Yoga first and he go and later like kind of side characters explain it to each other in like a more government-y setting and they all basically say have you ever heard of a country called the Caribbean Republic it was a small nation in the middle of the ocean that just vanished off the face of the map gone and it's the the point there is it's. It was a. It was that its financial its financial district essentially collapsed, and as a result, its future was erased so swiftly and so intensely that its present no longer existed. So eventually, basically, the because of all the different dealings and everything and the Starling Guild tried to, me- to mitigate all of them but can't do it successfully the financial district starts to collapse the Japanese financial district the Nikkei financial district start to collapse and so they enact a plan to use just this mass of Midas money ...to pump the economy full of money... ...so they can... ...hold the... ...so that they can... ...hold everything just barely together. Only they don't have enough money. So what Mekini does is he uses his... ...fancy black card, which they call a darkness card... ...which is really important... ...to... ...run what's called the Rotary Press. And the Rotary Press prints however much money you want however what it does is it takes 20 years of the whole of the future of a nation as collateral so one person can take a bank card and take out any amount of money in exchange for 20 years of a country's future that sounds an awful lot like the banking industry to me but and the and the allegories to, to the banking industry and how irresponsible it is and how highly they think of themselves and what in some cases motivates some of them is on full display here you have all the different kinds of like bankers and hedge fund assholes and all this other stuff and it tries to it 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 tries and does basically say that these people aren't right these people like what these people are doing they'll tell you and they'll persuade you because that's part of their job and they'll persuade you and themselves it's for the good it's for the good of everyone but it's really only for the good of them and when push comes to shove They are doing this for them, not everyone, including them. But, in taking that much of the country's future, the changes are no longer slight. Whole grade school classes are disappearing. Like, there's a scene where Yoga is walking around and he's, and he's noticing, and he's noticed all these, all these really big changes, and he sees a mother walk by with a bunch of kids, and this, at this point, point so the like, economy is fully rocked by this huge recession, and this woman hands her kid a uh, thousand yen note, which is the equivalent of ten bucks, and he go she goes, now don't lose it, and the money blows out of her hand and the kid's hand and Yoga picks it up and the kid runs up to him and says hey, that's my money he looks at the money and it's a black Midas bill the kid and the mother don't know that but that's what it is and you you're led to believe that this money is basically wholly replaced Jap- the Japanese currency it's a Japanese currency It replace- it supports for the most part, um, that is supported by, for the most part, meaning that the scales are completely unbalanced. But as he looks up to hand this money to this kid, the kid disappears. Both, then the other kid disappears. And the woman is just standing there. Doesn't realize that her two kids no longer exist. Hell, it could be that her two kids and her husband no longer exist and she never met her husband. The only person who realizes that in that moment is yoga. And it does a really good job of affecting you, the viewer, with that same, oh my god, people are being just blinked out of existence. Wholly out of existence. It's like it's like being they're being wiped wiped clean from a hard drive, essentially, as if they never existed. And the kind of insane sadness of that is visited upon you. In the same breath, Yoga's friend. This like one. This always cheery. Always kind of fun. Girl Hanabi becomes a kind of an insane recluse and like becomes this wreck of a person. Everything about her changes. She, her family doesn't, the rest of her family doesn't seem affected, but she is so kind of sad and depressed and lonely and she basically locks herself in a room by the almost by the like midpoint of the couple episode climax the show has eventually the show ends on a note of it tells you Mickey's story and basically he was brought up by a wickedly by a wickedly assholeic father who only ever valued money and ended up putting Mekunee's younger sister in a coma because he refused to treat her because he wanted to keep up appearances and a combination of he wanted to keep up appearances and save his company. Mekunia made his fortune ultimately by taking his father's company out from under him without so much as a word of warning. And you realize... Mekini is driven by keeping... By holding the present. Because his sister... His younger sister was always sick. But his youngest sister also said to him once... Before she slipped into a coma... I wish today could never end. I wish I could be... With you and alive with you forever. So his goal... So he is not necessarily truly concerned about the future he is concerned about holding on to the present but he is so blinded by A. Rage B. Greed and C. just this like reality of something that isn't, that just isn't Um, to no fault of his own to fault of his own also no faults of his own that he is willing to sacrifice everything else to make sure that he gets to be with his sister forever. And this all culminates in this big fight where he him and Yoga face off and their two respective assets face off and at some point in the story you get this glimpse of yoga's future and you realize that Mashu, his asset is an embodiment of his daughter in the future, somehow and or a daughter that he could have in the future Um, the story never goes as far as to say like, oh this is how that happens but it does from that point on, Mashu starts to develop feelings for him and, like, want to do things with him and want to hang out with him and want to be with him. But she... It's like, in the same way, a little kid has infatuation with their parent. And so... Yoga, along with... two other characters... who he kind of teams up with... um, named... Sato and um, what's the other guy's name? There's this guy named there's a, there's a, and a kind of information broker character team up to take down Mikuni and they do and Yoga sp- basically takes the black card and spins the rotary press in reverse. Kind of putting back all of the Midas money. And this is cut, This is the one place where the show falls apart to me. It's po- the idea is posed by the show that's like, this is, that the uh, like, that essentially money and the, the experience of using money and the way people use money is a trial. Made by God to teach humanity a lesson and that yoga learned that lesson and you should always value that and that seems like a bridge too far for this show but hey and so by the end of the show yoga basically gets transported back to the real world he wakes up on a bench or or he wakes up on a bench and he like Walks around, he goes to his old teacher's house, his old teacher has his whole family back with him, and, like, everything's okay, and you get this beautiful, awesome feeling, and you're like, yes. And then you're... Um... He goes to a park and he sits down and like they they highlight this park a bunch of times in this show and it's kind of a pl- one of the places they take you to sh- they take you to show you the changing landscape of Japan as the financial di- as the events in the financial district change the outside change the outside world and there's kids running along and you hear all of a sudden you hear Hanabi's voice. And she's a preschool preschool teacher, and she's happy, and she's leading all these kids along the way she always wanted to. And Yoga, for a second, tries to say her name, and then he just doesn't. Because he realized that she might not even know me. I changed the future so drastically... That the financial district never existed. It doesn't exist. All these people are happy. And then... Miss Sakaki shows up. And Yoga's like, Oh shit! I'm not screwing with you again. You, you're not taking me back there. Sakaki says, Oh no! Oh no! You made the right choice. You, you fixed everything. It's fine. Um, and... And Mikuni chose to, like, be eaten by the void, basically. Uh, if you're wondering where he went. The weirdo. The weirdo asshole he was. Um, she... He's like, you... You've totally... You've earned... you earned the right to have all the knowledge of the financial district. And never... Be bothered by me again unless you want to talk to me for some stupid reason. Um... And he said, like, feel free to give me a shout... And I'll show up and, like, we'll chat... Or whatever. But but then he turns and he goes... We don't need you. Look at all the beautiful assets we have... Right here in front of us. It's like this vibrant city full of people... And all these kids and all these people... These happy people. And to me, watching that show having lived through the recession caused by the, caused essentially by the World Trade Center attacks. And it's like, having lived through that climate and seeing what's happening now, it's basically commentary saying, you guys will never learn. This, this will always be the outcome of this way of doing things. For as long as everything exists. And. It's just. It's such. A strong. Anime about the cause. And effect of money. And the reason why. You know. People with money and power. Need to be kept in check. Because what they do. ...affects everyone else... ...whether they like it or not... ...it... ...it is... ...not right... ...that... ...Warren Buffett... ...because he makes more money... ...than most of the other human beings... ...in the world... ...is more listened to... ...than... ...most of the other people in the world... ...and he understands that... ...but... ...and he... ...and in in many cases... He tries to, I would imagine, he tries to reach out and change some of that because that's the way he can be. But other people, like the 45th president, are only interested in themselves, really themselves, no other person in that equation. And so they will act to protect themselves and themselves alone. And they will spend money in their own self-interest regardless of what ramifications it has. And companies are profit-seeking entities and by, du- by duty and by just the way that they have evolved, if you give a company a cheaper option... ...to do something that may hurt more people, they will always do it. or Not that they will always do it, but they it is easy for them to always do it. If you give someone a more... An expense, ...a way that's relatively inexpensive... ...that affects someone more than it affects them... To accomplish something that that person wants to do. They will always do it. Because they. That's the way people think. And that's the way people are. And this show said. This show basically saying. This is the way. The financial system works. Why has no one ever. Questioned this. Why has no one ever said. Whoa 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 whoa. We should for example, why had no one ever said why in the in the events that made that are played out in movies like The Big Short, why has no one ever said, "Whoa, why are we taking advantage of all these people who don't have this money just to make more money?" It will eventually cause the collapse of the, the financial system in the country. because people wanted more money at the time they they're not they're not thinking about the future. they're not thinking about the way that they're just propping everything up on popsicle sticks, hoping the waves don't come in. And as the popsicle sticks start to crack and everything goes bad, they have a contingency plan for th- for themselves to avoid the chaos and the badness of what they caused the same way Mikuni has his money the president of J.P. Morgan Chase has his money and will always be rich and will never have to worry about that he will never have to worry about the fact that he caused that he had a direct cause in people going homeless, people dying because they lost their jobs or their they got divorces because like their family didn't hold together all this stuff happened because in the great in the recession and in the great depression but the people who caused it don't necessarily always take ownership of it just the way Mikuni didn't take ownership of what he caused truly and eventually he chose to escape escapism rather than embracing reality for whatever reason. And this... It was a pretty good show when I watched it, and it came out... When did it come out? I think it came out kind of... Um... it came out I'm pretty sure it came out after the financial after the financial crisis happened and it is in the same way that Gundam Wing is kind of Gundam post 9/11 and it is like Gundam answer to the Age of War and Terrorism we ended we entered into after nine eleven. This is a po a perfect example of a post financial recession anime. Yeah, this came out this came out in two thousand and eleven. So it came out kind of just as we were coming out of the recession, just as we were starting to kind of instead of having a downward to flat trend, we were having a flat to upward trend, in terms of like financial health and all that shit but it it tries to teach some really important lessons about cause and effect in regards to money, and I think that especially now we could all like watch that and like learn from that and realize it doesn't matter whether or not we have money but it matters that people who do have money are paid close attention to to make sure that they're not advantaging themselves in a way that will ultimately deprive other... A, us, other people, but B, will break them in a way that will ripple out and affect other people. Um... But, considering this is a relatively depressing episode of Lunchbox Radio, um... I, I hope you liked it. If you haven't seen C, it's available dubbed on Funimation. I'm pretty sure you can watch it on Hulu as well. Um, definitely go check it out. It is. It has its own look. It's very high. It has very high production values. It's a it's a re, it's a pretty good show. It's a really a pretty good show, and it. Is pretty unique. ...in its subject matter and the way it handles it. Obviously, I spent the entire show talking about that. Um, And I can't stress this enough. Even if you don't watch the show, go watch the opening. It is the only opening I've ever... is the only anime opening I've ever seen like it in my life. It is this striking, amazing love letter to the design and history of money... Um, so go check that out even if you don't check the show out if you like my show Lunchbox Radio, if you like Lunchbox Radio, please uh, subscribe to me and uh, leave me a rating, let me know how I'm doing, Uh, you can leave me a 5 star rating and say like, you're doing awesome here's why Um, on iTunes or your podcast thing of choice I'm also on google and stitcher i'm not on spotify because i can't figure out how but um and they don't make it easy um but you tune in next week same rough bat time same rough bat channel or same bat channel same rough bat time um and i will talk at you then